Star Workforce Studio. But I once heard someone say that for individuals, technology makes things easier. For an individual with a disability, assistive technology makes things possible. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You, you got to look at how life changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now, here is the host of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore. Welcome to episode 103 of the VR Workforce Studio. Rick Sizemore, along with Betsy Civilette. Hello, Betsy. Hey, Rick, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Well, we have got an exciting show today focusing on assistive technology, or AT for short. Yeah, Betsy, AT has become such an important part of vocational rehabilitation. The conversation today is all about the equipment and the specialized devices that help many people with disabilities to open up a whole new world of possibilities in the workforce. And also, you'll hear from some of our AT experts about the services they provide and how that can help you to go to work. Yeah. Well, it's time for our big inspiration showcase with Eric Choi, sometimes known as the man with the magic glasses. He's here to talk about his story of vocational rehabilitation. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Eric, like so many people, you were on a career track working as a graphic designer, and then life changed. What happened? So I, I was considered somewhat active person. Um, I enjoy playing golf on the weekends and do a lot of things around the house. Pretty handyman. And... Six years ago in December, I went to my bike with my buddies and then, you know, I went over the handlebar and broke my neck. You were in the hospital after this terrible accident, a quadriplegic, wondering if you'd be able to get back to work when you had an aha moment right there in the hospital. Tell us what happened. When I was inpatient, I had a interpreter come in to help with my wife understand my injuries and everything. You know, I speak uh, Korean, which is my native language, and speak English. So I looked into that, and I found out maybe there's a job out there for me as interpreter. It's perfect job for someone like myself. And while the perfect job, you still faced several challenges in terms of the computer, your workstation, the technology that it takes to get along in the world today. How did you get help with that? I contacted DARS, and DARS um, helped me out with the assistive device, Dragon, voice control, dictation software, and Quadroy mouse. I know I can use that technology for something other, a lot more other than uh, graphic-related work. And Dragon Dictation software comes in pretty handy as far typing versus speaking. Tell us um, how that works for someone who 
may be at home and you know, may be in the similar situation that you were in. How, how does that software actually enable you to, to get your job done? So um, you can, I guess a Dragon Speech um, program allows you to um, write letters, emails, um, browse the web, um, pretty much anything that's computer related. Um, now on top of that, I needed the um, mouse function. The Dragon Dictation software doesn't have full, um, what do you call, accessible mouse function on the PC. And then I learned from Dart's counselor that there is a uh, special mouse for quadriplegic like myself. It's called Quad Joy. And that was extra, extra bonus to work around computers. Well, so you're at home, you're trying to figure out your life and you're working with Dars. How did it feel? Take us back to the moment when you realize working with Dars that there's this technology that would help you as a person really with very limited use of your hands to be able to be highly functional using a computer. At the beginning, um, I wasn't quite sure how things going to work out because everything was new to me. And like everything else, you know, everything starts out slowly, one thing at a time. And yes, um, I had to be very patient and work with the counselor. And yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. You have to have a patience. Right. But spring forward today you're able to do your work as a result of this technology. Uh, I'm a contractor, freelancer. I set my own schedule. I can do the interpreting job online or in person. And it's just working out super, super nice so far. One of the DAR staff that helped you learn how to use all this technology was a woman named Carrie Clausen. She's an occupational therapist. What was it like working with her? She was wonderful, um, very patient with me, and we spent quite a few hours on Zoom call. Um, to um, she she helped me learn the Dragon dictation software. The Dragon and the other software you talk about seems to have made all the difference. We talked with Carrie, and it's interesting to get her take on how significant your accomplishment really is in terms of going to work and and what your story might mean to others in a similar situation. Let's take a listen to what she said. You know, Eric really had a lot of significant needs. We don't often see um, someone who has as many assistive technology needs that Eric has. So I think for people sitting at home wondering, you know, is this something that I can do? Would I be able to work? Would I be able to be successful? And, you know, just like Eric's glasses, right? You just don't know what might be out there that would help you uh, be able to be successful in work. And certainly 
at DARS, we have a lot of experienced people who can help figure that out. So, Eric, what about these glasses that Carrie mentioned? The glasses I'm wearing right now, it, it's a smart glasses. It's another great tool. I think Carrie, I told, I told Carrie, this is another great tool for quadriplegic like myself as part of assistive technology. Okay, so tell us what, what do smart glasses do for you? So this glass I'm wearing, you see two little circle on each side of the glasses. That's the camera, actually. So I, it has two video cameras, and it has three built-in microphones. Just above my ear, there's a speaker, on one on each side, and it's a Bluetooth-capable, and I can answer the phone without hands. I can take photos, uh, voice control. I can record videos, voice control, and I can listen to the music. And it's a wonderful thing. It's all hands-free. And I'm using these glasses as we are doing the Zoom meeting. Yeah, it's working out wonderful. Pretty cool glasses. <laughs> I know. I look smarter with it. <laughs> Eric, I'd be careful. I think Carrie is in love with those new glasses. Oh, okay. My first comment is I'm super jealous that I want those. <laughs> Ray-Bans, baby. <laughs> he looks good. I know. Yeah, they do. And uh, and and just I love that technology is in a place where we have things like that that are available for anyone to use. And certainly he's benefiting from that kind of technology. Very cool. So we've talked about some of the high-tech items that DARS has helped you evolve in your work. What about other AT that you're using? I still use a mouse stick um, to do certain things when I'm not in front of the my uh, PC. Uh, yes, it, it does help a lot um, with with you know with my limitations. Yeah. What what a journey you've been on. Uh, you have a YouTube channel, and we're going to put the link to that in the, the show notes of the podcast. Uh, it was amazing to see uh, you feeding yourself for the first time. <laughs> Tell us about these devices that you use that have enabled you to become so much more independent. Um, well, as far as the Feeding device, that's just, uh, um, I guess it's known called, known as a quad fork. Yes, it took me almost five years to um, get to that far. But my thing is, if you don't move, if you don't try, it's not going to improve. So... Every day, every day is a challenge. Challenging. Um, I gotta, I gotta work at it little at a time, one day at a time. And you have a YouTube channel. So I, I started out my YouTube channel just because I was curious about what other quadriplegic like myself are doing to improve their health. And recovery. So you've learned from others. What is your main message? Take it one day at a time. You got to keep push. 
you got to keep pushing yourself. Um, never give up. If you give up, there's no hope. Final thoughts about your new career track? So, yeah, this interpreting job is very exciting. I've done a few assignments already. I have many more uh, to do, and I have a lot more to learn as I continue. And it's it gives me pride, self-confidence, and that I can my, – my disability is not limiting myself and my family as far financially. And also, there's a lot more potentials down the road. Well, listen, Eric, you uh, are leading the way for many, and your message will inspire uh, a lot of people. We thank you again for uh, being with us today. Eric Choi comes to us from his home in Northern Virginia. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for having me. Today's show is all about assistive technology. For a complete listing of information and resources discussed on today's show, visit us at vrworkforcestudio.com and check episode 103's show notes. Betsy recently talked with Barkley Shepard. We join them now as we continue our discussion on assistive technology. I'd like to welcome our next guest, Barkley Shepard, who manages our Rehabilitation Technology Services as well as Virginia's Assistive Technology System, or VATS. Well, welcome, Barkley. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate you inviting me. First off, I want to thank you, Barkley, for connecting us with Eric Choi. His story is fascinating, not only because he has overcome so many barriers transitioning to a life with quadriplegia, but he also uses English as a second language, Korean being his native language. But his language skills have led him to a satisfying career as an interpreter, all with the help of assistive technology. Yeah, Eric is really a great example of how an individual can overcome significant barriers due to functional limitations and environmental access issues uh, to find a career that matches up with his unique interests and skills. Well, assistive technology sounds like it's so cutting edge, but it's actually something that can help someone with a disability. So in layman's terms, what is assistive technology? We like to refer to assistive technology, or AT, uh, we abbreviate it that way, as cool tools, gadgets, and specialized devices that helps an individual overcome environmental or programmatic barriers due to the nature of their disability. Really, assistive technology can be broken down into two main categories, equipment or devices and services. AT equipment or devices vary greatly from very low-tech options to very high-tech options. Low-tech options can be anything as simple as adding Velcro to attach two items together. A mid-tech can be something that's uh, such as handheld technology or something that involves a little bit more technology involved in it. Or more high-tech could be adaptive driving equipment. And really, assistive technology is everything in between and beyond that. Well, let's think about the person listening to this podcast, maybe in a situation like Eric faced after his injury. How does someone access AT services? And what are some of the most common services that your AT team offers our VR clients? We refer to our AT program or IT team in the vocational rehabilitation program. 
rehabilitation technology services team. Our AT services are just one of the critical services that DARS clients may be eligible for. Based on individual needs, the vocational rehabilitation counselor can refer a client to our AT program. Once referred, a member or members of our AT team will review the individual's case or medical information and meet with the individual to learn more about their goals, abilities, and interests. Our AT staff have considerable knowledge and experience in working with individuals with disabilities in a variety of environments from an individual's home to their work site, school, or possibly their training program. Our AT staff include licensed occupational therapists, rehabilitation engineers, rehabilitation engineering technicians, computer systems engineers, and AT specialists. Our occupational therapists, or OTs, examine activities of daily living as they relate to employment and tasks that support employment. Their goal is to work with the individual to identify equipment and accommodations to help the individual obtain and maintain employment. Services include uh, assistive technology assessment, AT trials, where an individual will try a variety of equipment available in our AT lab inventory. Basically, it's a try-before-you-buy situation. See if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you. And they have a variety of equipment in the statewide AT labs. Computer accommodations, ergonomic work solutions, handheld technology. The occupational therapist will write a report and make recommendations to the counselor based on the client's input, their observations, and their experience. Rehab engineering staff work with individuals to determine appropriate off-the-shelf and custom assistive technology solutions. Services might include worksite modifications, home modifications, vehicle modifications, and custom fabrication. Examples of custom fabrications, we have examples where the rehab engineering staff have worked with an ind individual clients to design and build custom key guards for cell phones and keyboards ergonomic tools for specific job tasks, ramps and safety rails for home access, custom wheelchair mounting solutions for tablets, laptops, and other handheld technology equipment for work and school, as well as equipment recommendations for vehicles. And we've even helped individuals adapt farm equipment. The entire AT team across the state regularly meets to collaborate and discuss client needs in order to draw from their vast experience with the ultimate goal to find the best solution for the unique needs of the individual. We want individuals to be successful in achieving their career goals. You have so many great success stories from your AT team. Eric talks about the Joy Joystick. I believe your team helped him acquire. Uh, it's just one example. But thinking about the AT services that Eric received during the middle of the pandemic, that had to have been a difficult time for him as well as your AT staff to help him. How were you able to provide these services to help Eric, you know, get to work in his dream job as an interpreter during the pandemic. I can tell you it wasn't easy at first. However, COVID did present challenges as well as opportunities that we, we hadn't planned for. In the past, we provided nearly all of our services in person with some follow-up phone calls and email. And due to the concerns of COVID, it was nearly impossible to provide services in the same way that we were used to. Early on, our team problem-solved ways to provide virtual services, and providing these services involved a lot of technology challenges from internet connectivity, contact-free equipment drop-offs, how do we get equipment to an individual, to remote equipment setup and demonstration, as well as training. In Eric's case, he's such a determined, likable, and capable individual. Our occupational therapist was able to meet virtually with Eric and our AT team to determine appropriate assistive technology solutions 
that met Eric's unique needs. Our team was able to use equipment from the statewide AT lab inventory and drop it off at Eric's home. Eric was able to use the AT equipment for an extended period of time to be able to produce and edit his videos. This allowed Eric time to determine if the equipment met his unique needs. The occupational therapist provided multiple virtual training sessions for Dragon Naturally Speaking software, which is a speech-to-text software program, so that Eric could meet his productivity needs. The computer systems engineer was able to spec out an appropriate laptop, and the team was eventually able to work with the counselor to purchase the recommended equipment for him to be successful in his job as an interpreter. The team eventually was able to set up an ergonomic workstation in his home with the recommended laptop and a Quad Joy mouse. All of this took a team of dedicated and innovative AT professionals, as well as Eric, a guy who is willing to research and try different pieces of assistive technology that meet his unique needs. That's wonderful. I think uh, one of the unique things with your services are that you can do a kind of a try before you buy with, with some of the AT devices. Yeah, that is true. We do we do have a um, our AT labs. We have them scattered throughout the state, distinct areas. And the occupational therapist uh, can work with an individual client to access a variety of equipment that they have in those AT labs and, and really try before they buy or try before the vocational rehabilitation program buys. Great. Um, not only, though, do you work with VR clients, but you also assist older adults. In fact, VATS has teamed up with No Wrong Door Virginia to offer AT kits to meet the unique needs of older adults as, as well as those with disabilities. Could you tell us just a little bit more about these efforts? Another program that's administered by DARS is the Virginia Assistive Technology System, which is the name of our state's Assistive Technology Act program. The goal of VATS is really to increase access to and acquisition of assistive technology devices and services for all the Virginians, all ages, all disabilities, all abilities in all areas of the state. VATS partnered with Virginia No Wrong Door to address the independence, health, and safety of older adults, as well as individuals with disabilities. One of the programs that VATS uh, is providing with, in this collaboration with No Wrong Door, are assistive technology kits. And what we've done is we've partnered with No Wrong Door to develop these kits, as well as place them strategically across the state with No Wrong Door partners. Uh, and those partners include area agencies on aging, and centers for independent living. There are three kits that we have developed. One of them is called an emergency preparedness kit. The other one is a social health kit. And the last is a training kit. The emergency kit is a kit that we use to demonstrate a few affordable and user-friendly technologies and assistive technology devices that can help our older adults and Virginians with disabilities plan for and develop their own emergency kit. And we're hoping that by providing these kits and a corresponding guidebook will help create a conversation among people uh, and encourage families as well as organizations to develop their own personal kit. The social health kit is an interesting kit. People have really been hurting and isolated. And this was a, a kit that we developed with No Wrong Door Partners to kind of address these issues. We were looking at trying to find items that would help connect people and promote communication as well as social inclusion and to really help mental health issues such as reducing stress and anxiety and in general improve safety and general awareness. Examples of items in this kit are items such as the Facebook portal, the Echo Show, security cameras and doorbells, webcams, Wi-Fi picture frames, fidget blankets, 
magnifiers, temporal orientation clock, artificial fish tanks, which is kind of interesting, and as well as robotic companion pets. And we've seen uh, several of the ARA agencies on aging use these robotic companion pets. They're cats and dogs, and uh, they're little robots, and they move and they, they make sounds and things like that. But they're very calming for individuals. And with, with some individuals, it's a good way to initiate conversation with them and talk about the past or talk about pets that they might have had. So we also have uh, the last of the kits is really a training kit. And it, it doesn't really contain devices, but it's really a series of videos that VATS has developed and is continuing to develop in order to help older adults and Virginians with disabilities connect with valuable community resources. If anybody wants to access any of the information, you can always contact VATS at www.vats.org, or you can go to the No Wrong Door site at easyaccess.virginia.gov. I mean, AT has clearly changed the lives of so many people that you've worked with. So it's wonderful to hear about Eric's success and, and everything else that you guys are doing to help our uh, older Virginians and Virginians with disabilities. So thank you so much, Barkley, for joining us today. And again, check out all the VATS learning videos on their website, uh, which is listed in the show notes, or contact one of the AT team if you have any questions. Thank you. Betsy Civilette is the Communications Director for the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, and Barkley Shepard is the Manager of Rehabilitation Technology Services and the Virginia Assistive Technology System. Well, it's time for our National Clearinghouse Report with the always entertaining and informative Heather Service. Happy New Year, Heather. Happy New Year, Rick. I'm so excited to kick off 2022 and be back on the podcast. Lots of cool stuff going on. What did you think of Eric's story, the man with the magic glasses? So impressed with just how quickly technology advances and what a difference it can make in our lives, especially with something like smart glasses that Eric was talking about. That was new to me. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Uh, so I'll bet you have a lot of resources for us in the clearinghouse related to assistive technology. What's up? do. We have a lot of resources to share on assistive technology. We actually have two training series that were created by the Institute for Community Inclusion. The first is assistive technology for people with mental health conditions. And this is a two-part series. And it really goes through the different types of technology that would be available to assist those with mental health conditions and how technology can really help address some common cognitive barriers and help with improving employment outcomes. We also have another training from the Institute for Community Inclusion on um, supporting adults with learning disabilities through assistive technology. And it's a very similar setup, but both of these are very helpful. And it's a different way to look at assistive technology with different disability types. That's awesome. You always have such good resources. And it was World Braille Day. We celebrated World Braille Day on January 4th, and I really wanted to take a moment to share two resources that are featured from some of our partners. Uh, Our friends at the Older Individuals Who Are Blind Technical Assistance Center released a training called Braille, What It Is and Why It's Important. And this really goes through why Braille is still important in today's world for those who have vision loss. And the good news is, is that it's also available for one hour of CRC or ACVREP credit. So that's a a bonus. We also have a little bit of a blend of 
World Braille Day with assistive technology, our friends at the DeafBlind Interpreting National Training and Resource Center creating an understanding accessible technologies training. That's an on-demand training. And it goes through things like how iPhones and Apple products, Braille displays, and how all of these adaptive devices can help working with deafblind individuals. And this course is also available for one hours of CRC credit. Heather Service, always a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Heather is the director of the National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials. Rick, I hope you have a wonderful new year. Here's Lynn Harris, director of the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation is pleased to bring you these exciting stories of how vocational rehabilitation is changing people's lives. We thank all of our partners in podcasting who made this episode possible. Aladdin Foods Management, fueling students, community, and culture. The Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation, bringing talent to America's workforce for 100 years. CVS Health, revolutionizing the consumer health experience. And the Hershey Company, named to CNBC's list of America's most just companies. You can find out more about becoming a sponsor at www.rcf.org or find our contact information in the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. You can always find another exciting episode as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation here at the VR Workforce Studio. Until next time, I'm Rick Sizemore. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation publishes and distributes the VR Workforce Studio and manages all sponsor arrangements. Audio content for the podcast is provided to the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.